Good morning, everybody. My name is Barry Schwartz, and this is the Search Buzz video recap. Today is Friday, February 17th, and this is the search news we covered over at the Search at the Roundtable. That's the roundtable.com over the past week. A lot to discuss. Again, a bit of a slower week than last week, but still pretty craziness. One is, we, I think there was a big unconfirmed Google search update. I will probably reach out to Google about this one, which I really do, and try to find out more information about this. Also, there's a Google Ads mass disapproval and suspension bug this week. I don't know if it was fixed yet, but Google said, don't worry about it, we're fixing it. Google pushed out new link best practices for SEO. SEOs love that. A lot more on the new Bing AI search to discuss, and so much more. And of course, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Wix. Did you know that Wix is now fully integrated with Google Search Console? They have new performance reports. You can get those performance reports and monitor your organic performance with Google Search Console directly in the Wix analytics panel. You can learn more about this at the Wix SEO Content Hub. Thank you so much, Wix, for sponsoring. Deeply appreciate it. So first up, there may and seems to be, I mean, a lot of significant volatility around the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th. Most of this week, there was a lot of volatility at Google Search. Now, Google has not confirmed any Google Search update. I think... The person that would do that, um, Danny Sullivan, I think he's skiing right now, I'm not sure, but there are other people that could confirm those updates. So Google did not confirm an update, so it's not definitely a confirmed update, but I do think there's enough chatter and enough signs from the ranking tracking tools. I even posted new updated charts. Even SEMrush is kind of going off the charts a little bit. Mozcast was over 100 degrees. Um, Advanced Web Tracker was literally 10 out of 10 a lot of these tools are showing significant chatter as well as the community is going, hey, wow, I was hit, what's going on? Now, I think I will reach out to Google. I usually don't reach out to Google after these unconfirmed updates, but this one seems big enough where I'd be like, could you say anything about this? And they'll probably say no, but I will reach out to Google and let you know what happened. But if you were hit around the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th um, this week, you are not alone. There seems to be something that has happened. Talking about hits, Google Ads has did done some mass account and campaign um, suspensions and disapprovals. It's unclear what happened, but there was a number of advertisers on Twitter and in the Google ads forum complaining about these disapprovals and suspensions. Dozens and dozens and probably now hundreds of complaints. The Google ads liaison, Ginny Marvin, said the issue has been identified and a fix is rolling out. No action is needed on your part for those affected. We apologize for the inconvenience and appreciate your patience. So they are working on it. I'm not sure if it's fully fixed yet. At least yesterday it wasn't. This started to happen exactly on February 14th at night or in the afternoon, which is super creepy because exactly a year ago, February 14th, 2022, a year ago, around the same time, Google Ads had a similar issue with mass disapprovals of campaigns as well. I wonder if somebody hard-coded something into the algorithm at Google Ads to say, let's disapprove ads on February 14th around this time. Crazy creepy, but figured I'd mention that little note. Also, Google has released new SEO link best practices. Google actually revamped a document that was there before that talked about how to make your links more crawlable. So Google kept the crawlable aspect of that document there, updated that slightly, but then added a bunch of new paragraphs, including sections around how to place your anchor text on your content, how to write good anchor text, uh, a section around internal links within your content and how important that is, and ex external links 
from other sites, including some information about nofollow and a lot of cheese references. So uh, definitely take a look at that. Pretty interesting to see Google write that. Google also has simplified the policy for circumventing spam policies. So we covered, we covered this, I don't know, back last November where Google had a new uh, search policy called policy circumvention, which basically around if you circumvent our other spam policies and we catch you, we have the right to go ahead and take manual actions or other spam actions against you. So Google went ahead and um, simplified that piece of content a little bit because people were very confused by it. So definitely take a look at that. I posted about it on February 13th at seroundtable.com. Google also has reorganized a lot of their sitemaps documentation this week as well, um, or last week actually. Um, they went ahead and reorganized it. Nothing really changed with the content Google told me, but they reorganized the things to make it a little bit easier to access and so forth. So obviously Google's very busy with their help documentation. On the Bing side and the AI search side with Google Bard and Bing uh, Copilot and whatever you want in chat GPT, big publishers are very, very frightful and concerned around the future of search and how much traffic search might send them. So I covered some of the big publishers talking about this. There was a story at Wired. There was a video from Marcus Brownlee on his, he's one of the most famous YouTubers there talking about this concept. The Verge went ahead and actually interviewed um, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadell about this issue around SEO and driving traffic to our pages and then us being able to monetize those pages. This is a big concern because we had this kind of, it reminds me a lot of feature snippets. When feature snippets launched, people were like, Google, you're giving the answer, there's no need for people to click over. But the answer was pretty short. It was like two, three sentences, maybe max. These chat GPT-like AI responses are long-winded, and by the time somebody probably reads through the whole thing, they're probably just too tired or too lazy, honestly, to actually click through. I've been playing with Bing Chat in the past 24 hours, actually 12 hours, they gave me access after a bug. I was supposed to have access a week ago a week and a half ago, but there was a bug. Anyway, I got access last night, and honestly, I, I've been clicking through all the, the links because I find it fascinating. Um, and getting to that a little bit more, but it's very interesting to see how this AI-powered search and how the publishers are super scared about it, but I really think the search engines are very worried about the ecosystem, and they're very, very concerned about making sure publishers continue to create content. Of course, in my mind, I'm like, what's to stop the AI from writing the content themselves. Like if I could write content, I could write follow what John Mueller is saying or follow what press releases come out or track different volatility in the search community around Google searches rankings um, and the chatter. Why can't AI do that eventually? And then can AI cite itself? So that's the bigger concern when the AI doesn't need to consume publisher content, but AI could create the publisher content themselves. I don't see many people talking about that. I think we're a little bit far away from that, but I think that's the route we're going eventually, where writers and journalists could actually be replicated by these AI features to actually track what you know companies are saying or what communities are saying or what's going on in certain areas. Like tracks, the, you know, stocks and sports scores are one easy thing to do because those are in a pretty structured format. But as AI gets better, it could go ahead and track what John Mueller said or what uh, President Biden said or what's going on with. Um, trade or what's going on with it, whatever, and build the content themselves. I think that's the bigger issue, which I think, again, I'm getting into a little bit down the weeds here, and I apologize. You can skip through this whole thing if you want to, these chapters. But I do think Google's going to be adding, I could be making this up completely. So they added an extra E, so it's E-E-A-T, so um, experience, expertise, authoritative, and trustworthiness. What if they add another E? 
um, for entertainment. I think that's the factor that AI might have a problem with, but maybe they can. Maybe go, um, I think if, if you find an entertainment factor, maybe that would set you apart. And I think that's why some YouTubers are not concerned because they have that entertainment flavor. Whereas AI might not be able to entertain people per se. Although Bing has been pretty entertaining and lots of articles around um, how entertaining Bing uh, chat is pretty entertaining. Um, also talking about entertaining Bing, um, Microsoft Bing's codename, which we knew about last week, was Sydney. Somebody who went through this um, back and forth with Bing Chat, um, asking you what's your codename. They said, I can't reveal that, but they said if you could. It was basically, it was like Westworld computer-like talk. Um, it was pretty funny, but again, codename Sydney. Um, and then I covered how Bing um, has their new terms of service for this chat feature, and Glenn gave spot of this a week ago, and it, the question is, are, 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 is Bing, is Microsoft going too far with these terms of service? Basically, they say you own, they own your content to do whatever they want with it. Um, they have the right to do whatever they want with your content. Again, I don't know if they could do that, but it's pretty interesting to see how far they're going with those terms of service. And then Matt McGee went ahead and did a poll asking the SEO community and beyond what they think in terms of how this will change market share for Microsoft in the future. So if people could love Bing, chat and they switch from Google to Microsoft, will that happen? And interesting enough, there was over 560 responses. 60% or so said, said Microsoft may gain anywhere from zero to 5%. So not significant. Well, significant, I think at 5%, it's pretty significant for Microsoft, but not significant for Google. But then most people said, no, it's going to be less than, you know, basically 60% said it's going to be less than 5%. The rest were kind of sporadic. Six to 10% said, I'm sorry, 20% said 6 to 10% market share, about 10% said about 11 to 20% market share, and only about 10% said more than 20% market share. So it's pretty interesting to see that. It doesn't seem like the community is too worried about market share changes, but we will see. And then Microsoft did a, a week after look back at how it went. Um, it's a very interesting post there, but basically said that 71% of the thumbs up and thumbs down, 71% actually thumbs up the results from Bing, so things are going well, but they learned a lot. They learned things like they need to improve how timely the data is in their in their answers although based on Brody Clark and my searches um, they're very tight they're picking up on content that I wrote six hours ago and including that in the chat GPT results which is insane also um, they say they didn't realize how people will use this for general discovery of the world and for social entertainment they're going to improve things there maybe go ahead and um, deal with like people have 15 or so chats uh responses. So now they're actually saying you can't go beyond 15 or something like that. And people are doing two hour long chat sessions and they're trying to reduce these chat sessions a little bit to say, you know, I take a break and come back. And I actually received that. I said, I was doing a bunch of queries last night for about 20 minutes. And they're like, we need to start afresh, clear searches and start from, from, from ground up. I'm like, okay, obviously the technical bugs and some new features around helping them actually complete tasks. So super interesting to see Microsoft Bing talk about that. And again, I apologize for all the Bing stuff and how long this video is going, but it's been pretty interesting. Google Ads has released a new version of Ad, Google Ads API, version 13. Um, there's a lot of cool features in here, including the uh, uh, performance max for travel goals, marketing, remarketing with rule-based user lists, and there's a ton of other changes. So I have a whole change log at the Search Engine Roundtable yesterday at scroundtable.com. Google Ads also gained a new quick campaign setting button where you can actually just quickly click on that setting icon and take you right into edit your campaign. Um, and this was spotted by Sophie Logan, so nice catch there as well. The Google My Business Insights API is fully going away Monday, so a lot of us tool providers, some tool providers are emailing their customers saying, you know, the data may change, but this has been going on for years now. 
and it's completely going off line on Monday. It originally was supposed to go off last year, a year ago, uh, but they gave people more time and now it's officially going offline on Monday. So keep that in mind. If you're using the Google My Business Insights API, the old API switch to the Google Business Profile API instead, which may obviously show you less data, but just keep that in mind, it's going offline. Google says, and this is from Gary from Google says, when doing 301 redirects, make sure there's a one-to-one -one close match between the old content and the new content that you're 301 redirecting between. And also, even in the case where content language doesn't have to match. So if it's like, let's say you decide to get rid of your French site, you can redirect the pages that are translated from French to English um, without a problem using a redirect because even the languages don't have to match, just the content ideas have to match. Also, he also said that there are too many CDNs or probably one specific CDN he's talking about, I assume Cloudflare, but that are showing these interstitials um, saying you have to go ahead and complete this interstitial to say you're not a bot. Now that's really bad for search engines. He's like, try not to use it if you don't have to. Um, here's a screenshot what those, those interstitials look like. I rarely ever turn that on unless I'm getting hammered, uh, but generally you should not use those. And a lot of sites actually have them on by default, which causes issues for spiders. And Gary also said, to CDNs and other people stop using 403s and 404s and other 400 errors to server status codes to reduce the crawl rate of Googlebot. There's other ways to do that. Stop doing it, he said. Also, Google's testing a new mobile search bar menu in mobile search where you click on it and it actually gives you the like video, web, local maps, so forth menu in a very unique way. This is spotted by Shalom Goodman. And finally, via Arij, she spotted this, this Reddit post where an SEO guy was telling their client that they have to travel around the world, specifically around Europe, to post locally in those regions on social media photos saying, I've been here, so I need to post a photo as if I'm there because that will help with my overall traffic and visibility for your website. So he's getting all these trips all around Europe and traveling constantly to who knows where, posting photos and as a business expense just to tell clients, hey, this actually works for SEO and probably doesn't, probably has no impact, but in any event, thought that was funny. In any event, thank you so much for listening to the Search Buzz video recap. Thanks to Wix for sponsoring. That was the search news we covered at the Search Engine Roundtable. That's the Roundtable.com over the past week. Everyone have a great, safe, healthy weekend, and I'll see you guys next. Goodbye.